My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo at Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is David. Hello there, this is General Kenobi. And this is where we talk all things Star Wars. And we are going to do another Andor episode 11 breakdown. And this was this is the second to last episode. And it was another banger. It, it gave us some stuff that we hadn't seen quite seen before in Star Wars. It gave us, I think, what we kind of expected to see. Um, I think we kind of expected to see, and spoilers, by the way, for episode 11, uh, Daughter of Ferrix. Um, we, we kind of like half talked about that possibly Luthen was going to have a role to play with Andor getting off right. that planet. Um, didn't happen, but we got to meet a couple of interesting characters. And before we get really deep into it, I really just want to thank our, our patrons here uh, on the purple tier. Chris Simpson, Kevin Leininger, Devin McCaffrey, Drew Peters, Zach Netzel on the red tier, Friend Rear 526, Maya Morris on the black tier, Maka Tautala, Nathan Shank, Evan O'Paker, and Liam McCallion. Thank you so much for all your awesome support. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So what did you, what were you expecting, General Kenobi, from this episode? And did you get what you were expecting? So... Uh, yes and no. Uh, well, I, would, I should say partially. I was uh, of the camp that I thought somebody was going to help out Andor out of that planet, right? Um, I know there was a lot of speculation for who was going to swoop in, get him out of the prison. That didn't happen. You know, they got themselves out. And so I was like, okay, now they're on the run. They don't really have a ship. So now, now I'm expecting somebody to, you know, Uber them out of there. And that didn't really happen, right? Or not in the way that uh, that I thought it was going to be. Um, now, just to be clear, I wasn't expecting any big names. Uh, I never really thought that Sagarera was going to, like, go and pick him up. Um, but he does have the ships, you know. It seems to be that that's his specialty. Um, and, and I know people, you know, talked about, like, Bill Organa or stuff like that. I was like, I don't know that Andor is so big time to, you know, to uh, basically warrant enough. Uh, pull that Bell Organa himself flies in and <laughs> and saves him. Um, but did they make it out? And um, I was expecting action on this episode, and I think we got that. You know, pretty good. Not gonna lie. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll dive, dive deeper in a little bit. Yeah, I, I think we got one of the one of the cooler scenes that they gave us in the trailers oh, yeah. towards the end. But yeah, before we talk about that, uh, we just want to give everyone a programming reminder that Andor we'll be able to be seeing the first two episodes on ABC FX Freeform and Hulu. And it's interesting that they're doing this. Yep. I kind of disagree a little bit on their strategy. I really think they really should show the first three episodes. Right? Okay, yeah. I'm, because I'm that's an entire arc. Exactly. And that's what they kind of did for Disney+. Plus. So yep. it, it's a little odd. Um, but, of course, you can watch it if you have. If you still have cable... If you have something like YouTube TV, which I have, which I love, it's awesome. Um, there are the the time and dates right now. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see it there. ABC on uh, the 23rd at 9 p.m. FX on the 24th, 9 p.m. Freeform, 9 p.m. And Hulu, it's going to be available between the 23rd and December 7th. Which uh, it's kind of like one of those things. If if you have Hulu, you should probably already have Disney Plus because they exactly. sell a bundle. So it's 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 kind of one of those things, but I, I'm pretty sure people do it. But yeah, so Andor, the very first Disney Plus show to be aired on yeah live TV. So 
Yeah. And without further ado, we're going to uh, watch uh, the episode and uh, go kind of uh, frame by frame, so to speak, here and kind of break it down. So I'm going to bring that up here. All right. So do you look at the times before you click play? Oh, absolutely. I keep hoping for <laughs> Now, I, I did see that uh, that note that came up uh, saying that the last episode, episode 12, uh, I guess technically season finale, uh, will be the basically the longest running um, episode we've gotten, right? If I'm not mistaken. Um, and for sure, the longest um, season finale episode that we've gotten for the live shows on Disney Plus. So that's good. I mean, I'm excited about that. Did you get to see how long? Uh, I think I saw it at some point, but I don't recall. Because in Arkina here, I'm looking right now, it's 57 minutes. That's pretty long. Pretty long, yeah. And I want to say it was in the 50 range because I, I saw that same update too. Yeah. But. Yeah, I don't remember it being over sixty minutes, right? Over an hour. Yeah, that I'm yeah. I'm almost positive I didn't I didn't read that. So yeah, season one, episode eleven of Andor, daughter of Ferrix, once again on the run. Cassian plans his next move, hoping to get back to Ferrix before it is too late. So all right, I'll click play here. I'll be worried about you all the time. That's just love. And yeah, I like that we get the the uh, lead up to the show. And yeah. I know I told all of our audience before that I really wish that we got some type of post show. Oh man, yeah, definitely. There's so much to break down sometimes. Yeah, it leads us through all the previous episodes, of course, the fanfare. Got that intro. Yeah. So we get to see a Thai Reaper here. Yeah. The first time I ever saw that was in Rogue One. Correct. And it's Melshi and Andor scaling the side of a cliff. And. Yeah. Which honestly, you'd think they'd be pretty noticeable, you know, wearing the, <laughs> the white outfits against the, uh, against, I guess, the dark gray of the rock. But hey, yeah. you know. Yeah, I love I love the fact that he Melshi highlights he, his hands. He can't move yeah, them anymore. Can, yeah, and I immediately thought of like my uh, personal experience that I had. I I used to play hockey. I played roller hockey in South Texas, okay. and we practiced on a tennis court one day all day long. And wow. I was a goaltender, and I guess I never let go of the stick for hours. <laughs> trying to block pucks all day right. and at the end of the day when it was time to go home i i couldn't open my hand oh, i simply wow. i had to like pull it off. yeah that's crazy so yeah I, I can see like trying to save your life essentially yeah I mean, you're, absolutely you're stuck to a cliff there's a tie reaper i mean it seems like there's no civilization around right yeah So what do you think this was right here? You know, I initially I thought it was maybe a um uh so I thought it was a lens, right? But I thought it was maybe a bug on Luthen's uh, office or you know um establishment. Just kinda I thought it was just gonna zoom out so much that we couldn't even see it. Like it was like a you know, a, a tiny almost microscopic like camera that or bug that somebody had you know, implanted. Um, yeah, my, my mind did not go to a, to a B2MO like at all. And then of course, you know, we, we see sort of what's going on. I did like the inside look, right? Like the POV they were doing uh, for him. Heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. What about the droid? The rattling. Then you see yeah. that and it's like, it looks like liquid. Yeah. And then, like, so I thought about it when they showed the liquid, like, sort of, you know, 
moving around right i was like oh like that's that's the cup of tea right but i was like well his eye is not really you know like the cup of tea is not in front of his eye right or or his optics so right. i was like i were they signifying tears like you know was was he like teary-eyed like is that what's that supposed to be like i don't know like it got me a little bit like thinking about it uh afterwards yeah in the tradition of star wars i mean you have r2 you have bb8 you have c3po very very kind of humanoid type emotions right. that they they give off and oh absolutely and i think b2 emo is is probably the most humanoid of them all because agree I mean, he's Speaks basic, speaks yeah, English. First of all, yeah. And this scene right here, I mean, it was just a very oh, emotional, man. yeah, very kind of. I mean, you really felt for the droid, like yeah, the droid was was sentient. And I actually like that the that the characters around him treat him as such. Also, right, like he he is a point of conversation, and they, you know, you can tell that they they do feel for him, right? Like they they are sorry about his loss. Which I thought, you know, I thought I, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was different. I, I actually liked it that they recognize the droids' feelings, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I like that you pointed that out. It, that character. I mean, uh, do you remember his name? The male character. Uh, yeah, I'm. Him. I'm trying. I'm blanking on his name right now. But yeah. anyways, he, yeah, he treated him basically like a family member. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, he he tells him right. It's like, hey, just you know, let's let's go. Like you, you can live with me now, right? Uh, yeah. I was like, wow, man. Like it's it's not even like a pet, right? It's it's like you said, it's it's like a family member. It's like, hey, man, you know, you're alone now. Um, just come live with me. You you know, we'll take you in. And yeah, no, I thought. It's one of those things that for a, for a split second there, you forget they're talking to a droid, right? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, we see it, but yeah, exactly. That so, yeah, right that, there, that right there, that line where he says, uh, hey, I can have them all clear the room if you just want to be alone. I was like, whoa, yeah. like who who does that for a droid, right? Like, like wow, like it's 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 pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, he's held up in very high regard. Um, oh, yeah. And Marva probably spoke about him as like being like another, yeah. uh, as a sentient being as well. Oh, yeah. And we all know that Andor did the programming on K2SO. It's like, was there any type of, um, did Marva maybe tr teach Andor programming yeah. how to code? I mean, it, that would be something um, kind of to look at in the future. Hopefully yeah, absolutely. For season two, we get some type of, I don't know, a little, a little piece of dialogue stating that Marva taught him. Right. If you want to be alone, I didn't want to be alone. Oh man, that got yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really did. I mean, it's, yeah. it's an incredible thing that I think this droid has kind of risen up in the ranks. Oh, of, absolutely. Of all the classics. And you know, before before the show, before the series, when we when we got the toy at I believe it was Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, mm -hmm. I felt like this was going to be one of those uh, another one of the classics. Because I mean, I mean, you look at it, we got in the whole pantheon of Star Wars droids: R two D two, C three PO, K two S O, and BB eight, of course. And now we have B two emo. And I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, you you have emo in the name. I mean, it, it <laughs> yeah, it, it's super, yeah, it's super emotional with this droid. And agreed. And yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I was a little bit skeptical because I know they they sort of tried uh, with uh, uh, blanking out now. Ned, uh, you know the the basically the the forklift droid in uh yeah in, that in Kenobi, was, right? And I forgot about Ned. Yeah, Ned and, was pretty cool too. Yeah, and and he was. Uh, I was just you know. Maybe because he didn't speak, you know, that kind of stuff. But he still did great things, like, you know, uh, in the short amount of time we got him. But like you said, with, with B2MO, I mean, 
first of all, he speaks basic. So right, right away, uh, you know, we understand exactly what he's saying. Uh, not, you know, not open to interpretation or anything. And then they give him this kind of lines like, hey, I don't want to be alone. I want, you know, I want Marva. I'm like, oh, man, like. Yeah. Then he says, I can go, go, go with you. Yeah. So, yeah, there's his name right there. Jesse. Jesse. Yeah. There's a lot to be done. You see the daughters of Ferex. Yep. So you see uh, B2 looking out. And so here's here's the thing with this. Okay, so so Marva has passed. Right. They've communicated that to the audience, communicated that to us. But however, this is a TV show, and there's right. a classic TV show trope that if you don't see the person die, exactly, there's a possibility that that's not really the case. Yep. And we didn't see Marva pass away. Yeah. Could this, could this possibly be a big setup for something that we get at the funeral scene, possibly in episode 12? Yeah, I, I'm really hoping so because, like I said, um, we didn't even see the body, right? I mean, we saw the lump, right, that they're taking out, you know, in, in, uh, in robes and and uh, you know in the the sheets and stuff, but we never see her face anymore. Uh, you know, we didn't see her die. So, like you said, I, I I'm still half expecting her to show up. You know, guns blazing like <laughs> at some point in in episode twelve, right? Like you said, if they're trying to set up uh, right. Andor to to come in, uh, what if it's a double setup, right? And and she's actually laying a trap for the Imperials somehow. So I'm hoping so, because I, I kind of like her character. And um, and yeah, I thought this was, um, how can I say it? Sort of, yeah, sort of, they didn't show us anything, just we don't know anything. We just know that she passed. So yeah, it's it's a little bit uh, suspicious, let's say. Yeah, and Andor doesn't get to, Cassian doesn't get to speak to her before she right. goes. And and that's another kind of heartbreaking thing. Oh yeah, that we, that we do get uh, confirmation on here. So yeah, we we do see a body wrapped, and that's mm-hmm. all we get. And oh man, this just kills me. It says mechanical whimper. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Gosh, man. It's like, I'm like, oh come on, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so we see the uh, imperial spy. Yeah. And we also get a shot of. I believe this is Cinta, right? Yes, that's correct. So and everybody's got their spies. <laughs> yeah, spies on spies on spies. So these right. guys out here, yeah, were pretty awesome. I thought, yeah, um, kind of in the uh, vein of like Jim Henson and yep. practical effects. And for a moment there, I thought they were maybe like uncarplet species. Right? Okay. Yeah, I, I got the same vibes. Also, I know that they don't look exactly the same between themselves, right? Um, although. Right. There are some like obvious said. mechanical enhancements. What is it? Um, th- I thought that was really cool, you know, quad jumper. <laughs> quad jumper. Yeah, I mean, that, that relates back to uh, Uncar Plutt's uh, Junkyard. That's the first exactly. time I think we ever saw the quad jumper in yeah. episode seven. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were supposed to take that, gets blown up, and they, they're like, all right, well, the only one left is this piece of junk, which is the Falcon, right? Uh, yeah. Did we see so, yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. So, I, that's why I thought, you know, I thought that was cool and more allusion to Anchor Plot as well. Yeah. So, yeah, they uh, kind of devise Melshi and Andor trying to devise yeah. a scheme to get through there. And Melshi's like, yeah, let's just run. Let's just do yeah, it. Yeah, it's like we're, they look slow. So by the time we get there, like, they won't even be able to react. Look at that. You know, <laughs> yeah. this this alien looks kind of like uh, one of the aliens we saw in a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good point. In that same vein. So yeah. I do know that um, legendary puppeteer Mike Quinn, who uh, is Ninum or Ninum, however you want to say it, um, mm-hmm. he actually puppeteered one of these. So. Oh, very nice. So, yeah. <laughs> Melchie and Andor get captured with these like slimy nets. Yeah, I guess they're like a uh, 
And uh, yeah, the two aliens are just like standing there because they know what's gonna happen. Yeah, they're like, really, guys? <laughs> and then, and then yeah, it's pretty epic. So, meanwhile, Dedra gets uh, a, a briefing on uh, the passing of Marva, and uh, they kind of discuss what they need to do as far as uh, uh, their next move. And Dedra's briefed on the fact that the the kind of ceremony that they do on Ferrix is something kind of unique. Right, they they basically turn their they don't bury anyone. They 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 turn them they, into they mix them into what is going to be a brick, right? Uh, that's going to hopefully last forever, right? So now that gives us a lot of context and looking back on the previous episodes, when you look at Ferrix, you do see a lot of bricks. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know if you noticed that. So yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. In that city, so it's uh. It's interesting that, of course, they they make they they hatch the plan that yeah, let them have the funeral, right? Let it happen. Hopefully, this draws out Cassian. I just like when uh, you know they explain the whole thing to her, and he's like, okay, well, you know, they turn into a brick and stuff. It's like, okay, well, and then and he's like, uh, they find you a wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> the dead or brick, they find you a wall. Yeah, there you go. So. Very matter of fact. Yeah, these guys look awesome, man. Yeah, about time. Hands. Yeah, it it reminded me a lot of uh, Hellboy uh, with that big, you know, clunky hand. One for each of it. Three D. And the the other interesting thing is they're speaking in basic and also in an alien language. Yeah, and. I know there's there's been people kind of saying, well, if if you were to simply just have the aliens in previous films and TV shows just speak their own language, it would come up, come across as as a little bit more mysterious, a little cooler. Um, I think we all think back to uh, that slug creature at the beginning of Solo that spoke like right. an old woman. I mean, that was a little over the top. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's just it's just cool to see. I don't think we've ever seen that in Star Wars, mixing basic with an alien language like that in a scene. Nothing that I can remember that comes to mind. No, I mean I think uh, nothing aside from you know one or two words. Um, but yeah, no, not 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 like this. And I thought it was uh, funny that they're speaking Narkinian, right? So they are natives to yeah to the system. Um, yeah. So that's kind of cool, you know. It's uh, new system, new species, possibly. So, <laughs> what what did you think was gonna happen? Because I think the thing that happened wasn't the thing that anybody really thought. Agreed. At least the way the conversation was going with those guys. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> they say, you know, yeah, I I love the way he keeps calling them squigglies. Yeah. Um, he's like, yeah, you know, the you guys killed the squigglies and like, you know, make it so hard for us, blah blah. blah. And they're like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, that was the empire. That's, you know, we were actually uh, held here, you know, against the empire. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, they're like, no, like, you know, that's the empire. You know, they're the bad. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, everybody's blaming the empire. Like, you know. And then. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, "But we are gonna help you." So I was like, "What?" Like, <laughs> yeah, that was a very fortunate turn for them. Yeah, definitely, because they made it seem like they were just gonna chop him up. Honestly, yeah. And of course, we all know that Melchian Andor make it make it out alive. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just kind of the audience just waiting. And I love how the ship takes off here, kind of drags <laughs> right? in the water. Yes, and you can hear it, kind of like. The mechanics kind of like yeah. broken down a little bit. Yeah. This look kind of familiar. Do we know what the symbol is or no? I don't. I don't um, I it didn't pop into my head what it was, and I don't think I saw anyone else addressing that. Okay, I haven't seen it, or well, I should say I haven't looked it up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's. I love these scenes in the the gallery i think i find new stuff like every time yeah 
I'm looking at it right now, trying to see if I see anything new. And yeah, it's interesting the way they decided to shoot this scene because mm-hmm. you have um what's her name again? I'm I'm drawing a blank. Um Vel? No. Yeah, Vel. Vel, yeah. Yeah. So you have Vel here in a single shot. It's kind of brightly lit. And then it jumps to maybe I skipped ahead too far. Let me see. Yeah, and there you go. Clea, and it's darker. Right. And it's and it's almost like they're not in the same room. Yeah. It's it's kind of interesting. And then of yeah, course, along with the along with the Sith armor right in the background. <laughs> yeah. And then um, yeah, I mean we we all know that they both know what's going on and they're speaking in code. Yeah. And then of course. Are we alone? Vel wants to break. Yeah, she's like, hey, let's just gotta talk now. Yeah. And you know what? I was looking at those claws. Do you know mm-hmm. what those are from? Uh no. Okay. I kept my eyes keep getting drawn to the uh Jedi Temple Guardian. Uh, yeah. I I'm like dude, relatively I, new, right? I don't think we've yeah. seen that before. I was like, dude, I, I need a I need a black series helmet of that. Like that that thing looks yeah. gorgeous. We, the Fondor's gone. Yeah, the Fondor is gone. Yeah. And yeah, just looking at all the relics here. So yeah, they continue the conversation, talking about what's going on, and of mm-hmm. course, Clea doesn't want to. She's still trying to keep staying character here, right? But of course. Yeah. Vel's like pushing it now. I mean, she's she's kind of. It feels like she's kind of on the verge mm-hmm. of of just saying, "Let's just maybe skip a few steps and and execute something oh, yeah. a little bit bigger." Yeah, definitely. I think it doesn't help that uh, you know she's she's afraid for Cinta. You know, they probably haven't talked in a few weeks. You know, all of that stuff. Um, which I think she does bring up. She tells her, it's like, hey, receiving a message is just as dangerous as sending one. Um, so, you know, we don't we don't really talk to Cinta either. And so she's on edge. Um, and then, of course, you know, it doesn't help that she learns that even her cousin, uh, Senator Matma, is in kind of in trouble as well, right? So, like you said, she's probably thinking, like, hey, this is, you know, this is not going great the way we're doing things maybe we just gotta take the jump and you know doing bigger things now or, or basically more openly maybe because you know we're doing the secretive stuff and it's not really working out and look at all the bricks yeah exactly there's you look so at many Paris a whole lot more different yeah i was just gonna say that you know it just paints a whole new picture and if you look at the attention to detail here you can see that guy working on the droid Mm-hmm. It's like a lifter droid at the end there, just just incredible what they did for Andor. The show, and then you get the conversation between the Imperial <laughs> and yeah. and of course she's she's staying in the hole. Like yeah, I didn't I didn't know Marvel. I didn't know who she who she was exactly. Play that off, and of course we get the uh, the bell ringer. Yeah. And I think uh, it's official that that's a, a solid piece hmm. of um, Beskar that he's hitting. Really? Okay. That uh, it's it's a winding and it never touches itself. Oh wow! It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Back to my place. We work in the morning. I'm in charge here. We have another conversation. Yeah. With B two emo. Off, we'll come back tomorrow. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Not here, B. She's in the stone now. She's on her way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, he's basically saying, like, come on, man, like, you don't got to stay here. And then uh, between was like, well, what if you stay, right? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, like, he says, he says one night. Yeah. And again, right, like, who who would change, like, their whole like plan for the day, a work day, you know, uh, just to make a droid feel better, right? Like that's that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Still, I, I like it. I love this. Yeah, the, the cameras. The, oh yep, man, the classic camera. Yeah, yeah, and Bix has been through the ringer here. Oh yeah. Who knows what exactly? To join me. Other than wearing those headphones, yeah, I'm listening to Mariah Carey. I was gonna say to Mariah, <laughs> uh, Christmas album. Oh man, so... yeah, yeah. So the interesting thing here is they're trying to get information for him, trying to get converse confirmation, right? That Krieger is access. And... Right to which I was like, okay, one or two things. They really do think that he's Axis, or yeah. they know he's not Axis. Like they're one hundred percent convinced, and they just want to test out Bix. Right? He's like, okay, is she being truthful with us? Right? Um, yeah. So we're giving her sort of an out by saying, hey, you know, we know this guy is Axis. Just all you got to do is confirm it. Um, so I was thinking about that too when I was watching the scene. I was like, huh, he might not be. You know that they don't know who Axis is. They might, they don't know exactly who it is, but they know enough to say no. Krieger's not it, right? Yeah, one of those things. Yeah, I know what you're saying. So, if you, I was trying to get a good picture of Krieger. Um, I thought it was interesting that he's not a credited actor. Oh, really? So this might be a total CGI character that we never even really see. Wow. That's interesting. And, I have not noticed that. Yeah. And yeah, he doesn't look like anyone that we know. Right, no. Yeah. So I, that's I and I thought about that. So I was like, huh, it's like that's the guy. Like they you know, they've been talking about yeah, sprinkling his name here and there. Yeah. Um I was like, okay, well I thought we maybe were gonna see him, but maybe next episode, who knows? Yeah. And then this scene right here with, yeah. with Leda, Mon Mothma's daughter, and they're like chanting, the old ways hold us safe right. in the knot in the binding. And it's like creepy chanting. It is, man, yeah. I was like, yeah. what is this kid doing? Like, she joined a cult, but yeah. it seems to be more official than that, right? Like, it seems to be some sort of actual religious um, Yeah, some type practice. of like Chandralin. yeah orthodox type thing exactly so i i was trying to think about okay well is she trying to become sort of like the equivalent to a nun so that she doesn't get married off right um you know does she does she fear that's gonna happen does she know it's gonna happen does you know somebody told her something like i don't know like i was trying to think like why would she have like well, all of a sudden, right? This is so important to her. Um. But uh, but yeah, and then yeah. So uh, I like this how she kind of breaks down the whole. This is how I was taking out money, right? And mm -hmm. she says that you know it's you start with a big stream and then you know you keep diluting it like further and further, like dividing it up. Um. And then you know they're like, oh yeah, by the way, they sort of they're sort of onto me. <laughs> Or they're about to be. Yeah. 
And I'm kind of wondering too, when does Mon Mothma make the the big leap and just leave this lifestyle behind? And is yeah. I mean, I I was rewatching that episode for uh, Precious Cargo on Rebels um, when they basically, you know, take her and and go to um, Dantooine, where where the big meet of of the Rebel cells happens finally. Um, that's I mean, from the recording on that episode, it seemed like Mothma was still in the Senate, and basically when she says she calls out the Emperor, right, and she's like, "Hey, this is all your fault," blah blah, and then she's on the run. So I don't know if it's gonna happen, you know, soon here on on the timeline. Yeah, and Vel approaches later and right. puts on a a different face. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. She kind of like takes a deep breath and like smiles, like the biggest smile she can, and like turns around. <laughs> yeah, and Leda almost wears that hairstyle, almost mm -hmm. like that original concept that George Lucas had for Padawans, because they had the right. two braids on the side. All right. Yeah, I, I saw that, and especially this scene where she, you know, basically touches them and like takes a look at them and stuff. I was like, the, do they mean something now? Like, you know. Does she mean she's again part of this like religious, you know, practice or like something like that? I don't know. Like I thought it had some significance. Right. So did you at all jump to the conclusion that Mon Mothma's already made up her mind that she's gonna have Leda betrothed uh to that gangster's son? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I I think she's, you know, I don't know if it would actually happen, right? But I think in terms of her deciding, yes, I think she's gonna she wants to do it. Or okay, fine. She doesn't want to, right? <laughs> that's just yeah. she sees no other way out. And again, with everything that's sort of progressing, you know, maybe faster than they thought it was gonna be. Uh <laughs> I love this. Um yeah, everyone's favorite space mom. Oh yeah. Uh yeah, I, I think she's she's definitely, you know, onto the idea. And then this guy. Yes. Hello, Sergeant. Apologies, Sergeant Mosk. Oh man, this this guy is like one of my favorite characters. Yes, yes, I think so. I'm on my ship. So I'm so glad to see him again. Yeah. Forgive me if I'm a bit hasty. I can barely hear you. Yes, Molana It's it's kind of one of those. <laughs> Those things where it's it's not meant to be funny, but it's funny, you know. It is, and you know he's still like super proper in the way yeah. he he speaks, Speak right? Indeed. <laughs> the big he says, Speak clearly, <laughs> indeed, indeed, yeah. Yeah, I love this. I don't know, man. Where, where, uh, where do you think Cyril's going next episode? Man, it's tough to say because just like how I pointed out with the two aliens, you thought that it was maybe one or two ways it was going to go. It, it went the total, I think, at least predicted way that they were just going to be released. And I, yeah. I think, I think this show has given us moments of, yeah, of course the heist is going to happen. Of course, they're going to break out. Of course, right. this is going to happen. And we all know and or Melch, you're going to make it out. But right. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of half expecting that we're going to get something kind of altogether different, unique with Cyril. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping so. I know that uh, people kept saying, you know what? I'm, I'm done with this guy. Like <laughs> the, the character's just going nowhere. Like, I don't know what the point is. So I'm hoping that we get like a big payout. Right. Um, <laughs> I've seen things where they're like, oh yeah, by the way, you know, uh, turns out he is force sensitive and gets turned into an inquisitor. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to go that way, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm still hoping for, uh, for a good, you know, uh, character development or character conclusion. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I saw a meme of the youngling that says master Skywalker. <laughs> And they have his picture and then a picture of Luthen right next to him. And they're like, could it be? <laughs> right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. That that kind of would jump the shark a little bit, I think, if, yeah. if Luthen yeah. was Force-sensitive. I don't, I don't think it would go that way. 
But here you see two pelicans, two blue yep. pelicans, blue pelican. over something. Yep. And notice the beach is it's pretty much empty. Empty, exactly. So was everyone a prisoner? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Now, if you remember uh, that that episode, um, man, I'm blanking out which one it is, like seven or eight, where he runs through that um, beach, right? Yeah. If you notice, they're almost all non-humans. They're almost all yeah, alien. That, yeah, that's that was so, something that everyone kind of talked about, how they were right. aliens. And so to see that this empty, I'm like, hmm, are they, you know, they're cracking down extra hard on, on the non-humans? Like, what's what's going on? Like, even the ones that actually got money? Like, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, Andor goes back to the hotel that he right. was uh, shacking up with with that one uh, person. And he goes back to the area where he was hiding all of his credits. And yep. And they're still there, fortunately yeah, for him. It's a safe. And yeah, the cleaning crew doesn't clean up there. Not at so, all. Yeah. So, he has credits. He has some blasters. He has his blaster and the... Uh, and the uh, uh corporate security the corpos blaster too you see the insignia mm. on it yeah these things sound perfectly fine yeah <laughs> two tubes yeah so <laughs> people are saying well, like, what, dude what's, that's <laughs> yeah what's the deal with this cane <laughs> i know yeah somebody says like dude i mean there were some uh very explicit you know theories about what that thing was <laughs> But we will keep it PG. And uh, somebody was saying, "It's like, dude, that's his. That's that is his uh, extra special wooden lightsaber that doesn't get detected, you know, in <laughs> on metal detectors, so <laughs> he can carry it anywhere. Uh, and you know, all kinds of stuff like, oh, it's a map, and like, I don't know, like, oh. and I was like, yeah. it could just be a stick, you know, like." <laughs> Dude, I've always loved that color design on the X-Wings, that black and white, mostly black. I've always yeah. enjoyed that uh, that color scheme. So, yeah, these these X-Wings, they're a specific type of X-Wing, actually. They're a precursor to what we see in A New Hope. And, yeah, they're they're not, I believe, the T-70. I believe yeah, they're a different the T, model. T-65s, maybe? Yeah. yeah, two tubes. Love that guy. And of course, we get a younger saw. Right. So I, I thought, um, I thought he looked a lot more lively in, the, yeah. in a physical way, right? Than, than last episode, we saw him just sitting down. But here, he's all decked out. You know, he's got armor. He's got you know ammo on it. Like, he's ready to go, man. So, yeah. Uh, hopefully, we'll we'll see him. You know, uh, in action. I think we will. And of course, Saw is very kind of suspicious of everyone. Oh yeah, doesn't trust everyone, and I love this exchange right here. Yes. Someone with trigger. <laughs> someone at ISB. Maybe there's someone here with me. You're wasting time. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Who is it? Yeah, and the way that Luthen plays is so slick. Yeah, exactly. It's tubes. It's tubes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> Nonsense. Tell him he deserves to know. What is this? She's a You're a priest. What kind of thing? Take his blaster and then bam. Right. But I love how he says, Hey, I'm just doing this so you pay attention, you know, so you focus. It's like because you're all over the place and I need an answer from you. There's no way out alive. Yeah, I love this. Um Yeah. Yeah, he basically gives them, he drops logic on them. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, you definitely start to see, you know, um, how Saw is cracking, right? I mean, uh, he's yeah. he's going very paranoid and probably with good reason, but yeah, it, it definitely does cloud his judgment. Yeah, super extremist. And there's Cyril with a space tie. Yeah. I was like, what? There's a tie that doesn't like strangle you like your name? 
I'm sold. Like, why didn't, why didn't someone like yeah well, like popularize that, dude? Seriously. And then yeah, this is a cool little kind of like space safe design. Yeah. And yeah, there's a there's a credit. You can buy Galaxy's Edge right there. Yeah, kind of want one of those. More expensive than I hoped, but I wasn't in a position to bargain. So you're coming home? Depends. Yeah, so they're talking about acquiring, you know, a piece. Yeah. And they're specifically talking about Andor at this right. point in time. Oh, and of man. course. This scene, dude. Yeah. And we get we get the original Star Destroyer design yes. by Colin Cantwell. Right. Who I was really lucky to meet at Alamo City Comic Con, I believe it was in twenty nineteen. Oh no way, that's awesome. And yeah, I took a picture with them and nice. uh, our podcast actually did uh a little bit of cross promotion uh, with some of his art, and yeah, this oh, is awesome. the original Star Destroyer design. Yeah. That... So, if I remember correctly, my my Star Wars history, this was supposed to come out uh, in Solo, right? Star Wars story. Um, yeah, yeah. And they cut you it can, out. Yeah, you can actually see, I believe, um, in like a hologram sign right. type thing in the background. Yeah. When Solo's being recruited, but yeah, oh, you don't really awesome. see it. And, no, I think it was in a deleted scene too. It is, and I think uh, some incomplete CGI is out there. Yeah, uh, on it, yeah. because I think this is the one that gets him kicked out of <laughs> of being a pilot. Stand by for transponders. Yeah. ID found. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes, this is Aldrin one two nine one two five zero five. Stand by, Hawkeye. Run it. Yeah, it's an older code, sir. Look, yeah, but it checks out. Look at that scene right there. I love that they decided to do this uh, in just outside the atmosphere. Yeah, uh, it just looks amazing. They're like they could have well done this, you know, just in outer space, right? But just yeah. having the planet right there, oh man, yeah. it's so visually striking. Yeah, and there's the nod to Colin Cantwell, Cantwell class, three clicks in closing, arrestor <laughs> cruiser, yeah, arrestor cruiser. Yeah. Catwell class. That's awesome. I missed that actually. Partisan activity in the area. Partisan. Oh, thank you for the warning. <laughs> and yeah, Luthen's doing everything to try and get away from yeah. the Cantwell class. Also, I thought it was cool that uh, he's like, hey, yeah, get me a, an older end coat, right? And I'm like, man, I mean, I'm sure Organa is like providing those like left and right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, the countermeasures are charging. Oh, yeah. And then of course, the team has been engaged. Holcroft. Holcroft. Man, this yeah. Yeah, pretty tense scene here. Yes, I love the dialogue back and forth. Request And just the way he says Holcroft with like, oh yeah. Sorry, Petro. Yeah, increasing the power on the tractor beam. And then, of course, the, the code checks out, and then yeah. the underling here says, cancel the boarding. And, of and course, he just goes, nah, you know, you we know, can use it'll the be practice. Good practice. Yeah. yeah. Acknowledged. And then, bam. Yeah. Tries to get away. And it actually pulls the ship. That, yeah. That's interesting that happened. Do you think he's gonna go? Final warning, Hawkeye. Power down immediately or risk full consequences. He's like, uh, 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 uh. Boom. Oh, dude. Love this. <laughs> oh, my lord. That is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else out there as far as like ships go that shoot out projectile, like solid projectile, like pieces. No, of metal. that's yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, I, I don't know that we've seen like anything but energy based weapons, right? Well, uh, Krennic, I believe, has a blaster that also can shoot like a uh, a slug. Mm. But at least in terms of the ships, right? I don't that's think we've, yeah, yeah, in terms of the ships, yeah. 
Yeah. Love this scene. So I want to point this out. I don't think anyone is really talking about because they're not a super freak like I am. But if you... Let me see if I can get the framing just right here. Let me see. Okay, so if you look really closely, above the pilot's right uh, circular kind of grebly at the top, there's a little notch at the top. It's a little white speck. So okay. that same helmet has appeared in multiple Star Wars projects. You've, people have identified that because that little white speck. Really? So yeah, it's been reused over and over and <laughs> over. <laughs> that is amazing. That's so awesome. So, yeah, yeah, of dude, course. Oh, and then this scene, I was like, come on. So, I'll be honest with you. Well, let's just watch this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can well, watch it because of the trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, but when they, when he popped out, you know, like the laser emitters, let's call them, uh, I thought it was going to be a seismic charge. So, my brain was like, all right, give me that sound. I was like, I'm ready. Uh, you know, I'm ready for an orgasm. Let's do this. Um, and then you know it, it's the lasers, right? But I was like, oh, Luthien's got some uh, some Stark tech right there. <laughs> well, see, at first I thought they were like maybe kind of huge lightsabers powered by kyber crystals. Right. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you would figure lightsabers have an endpoint when they're ignited. Lasers. Correct. I mean, they kind of just kind of go on forever until they hit. Yeah. Something until else. they. Yeah. Or so they I mean, fade away, right? Like how so far do those lasers like exactly. shoot out? Yeah. And yeah. a lot of people are like kind of annoyed by it because it's like kind of a first for Star Wars for yep. a ship having something like that. It's like, well, why didn't anyone else in the rebellion <laughs> have something like yeah. that as well? But I mean, if if you kind of use logic, I mean, it seems like Luthen had access to a lot of different things that the rebellion oh, yeah. didn't. And of course, he lived on Coruscant. He was pretty affluent, had access yeah. to money and went trading. Exactly. And, I think it, that that one of the people. If you say that it's, uh, if you say that they are kyber crystal, you know, powered, I think that actually answers a lot of those questions, right? It's like, yeah, man, like kyber crystals, are like a billion dollar, you know, a gram, like <laughs> not yeah. every, not everybody can have, you know, on their ships and stuff. Uh, I love this guy, man. <laughs> Andrew is like, hey, no names. He's like, Andor. It's like Cassian. Hey, Cassian. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was hilarious. It's like Cassian, your mom's dead. Cassian, it's like, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he, he says no names, and then he says son. I'm like, well, yeah. What? And he breaks it to him that Marvel right. has passed away, and there's Cassian's face. He's on Space Miami still. Yeah. On the public telephone. Yeah. From like the 60s. Yeah. And then, of course, you have this shot that kind of echoes back to the end of Rogue One on the beach. Yep. Looking at the brightness here. And, and I mean, we don't know who made it out alive. Hopefully, in season yeah. two, we kind of find out, or maybe the next episode. I mean, that's a yeah, that's what I was going to say. Maybe we find out that, uh, you know, some of those guys are uh, being recruited, right? Yeah, Which, and I love the way Melshi thinks here. Split up, double our chances. Yes. That's the best way to go. And he gets a blaster, and they split up on this deserted yeah. beach. We got Melshi rocking that shirt, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, even the music, too. Right. I mean, it's a great shot. Super sad music. Yeah. You know, even that look that he gives at the end, it looks a lot like when he was hugging Jen Erso on the beach. Agreed. 
Yeah, his eyeball and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah, dude, this episode was awesome. I, I love this episode. I yeah. mean, that, that scene with the arrestor class is just... Yeah. 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 And I mean, it, it makes sense. Uh, you know, we finally see some, some form of countermeasure against the tracking, you know. I uh, mean, the tractor, sorry. Tractor beam. Uh, which we've seen from the first, like, two minutes of Star Wars ever, right? I mean, we've, yeah. we've been very familiar with those things. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. Now, I think they played it right because that type of cru of, of um, cruiser has obviously the emitters on the outside, right? Uh, whereas something bigger like a, like the Imperium, you know, class, like the Star Destroyer, has a more internal. So they will definitely be harder to hit. Uh, but you're talking about, like, a capital ship. These guys are more, you know, like interceptors. So, uh, you know, they run a lot leaner. So I thought even that played well to the countermeasures, right? Because you can uh, hit the emitter directly um, without having to basically blow up the whole ship. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I loved it. I, I thought it was really cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I knew Luton was ready to throw down, you know, when uh, when needed. But to finally see it, you know, say it's about time. Yeah, I wonder what happens to the Fondor. I mean, does it just right? Does Luthen go down in a, a blaze of glory, or right. does it get passed down, or does the ship just get parked somewhere and kind of like the Falcon, just yeah, about just forgot him for a while. So yeah, Benjamin Karen directed this episode, mm -hmm. and I believe this is the only episode he directs. It was written I'm, by yeah. There you go. Yeah, Tony Gilroy. Created by Gilroy. Based on Star Wars by George Lucas. You don't say. So, if you're still listening here, thank you very much. And I just want to also say that uh, apparently there's going to be an after credit scene for mm -hmm. episode 12. So, stick around for that. And hopefully it's something in the kind of lines of what we got with the end of the Mandalorian season. Yep. Now those big reveals that we they, they kind of come out of left field. I don't know what it is. Actually, I think it leaked. I haven't read it. I didn't want to get spoiled. Really? Wait. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. It's out there. So if oh, you really man. want to know, it's out there. I was going to say, now. Now you put it on my mind. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah. That is episode 11, Daughter of Ferrix. And yeah, it goes back to uh, Marva's passing. And right. maybe naming the episode that, maybe that solidifies the fact that, yeah, Marva did pass. And if that is the case, I do want to say that Fiona Shaw gave a terrific performance. Yeah. Absolutely. Or, I mean, Marva Andor. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like her a lot more as, as Andor's, you know, mom than yeah. as Harry Potter's aunt. That's for yes. sure. Um, yes. I do but, you know, it, it's funny you mentioned that because from the title, I thought that uh, initially, you know, as, as this, as the show was beginning, I thought that it kind of meant like, oh, the daughters of Ferrix. That's our, that's our, you know, local resident uh, rebel chapter now. Like that's, you know, I'm using my uh, my previous membership to sort of modify what we do now. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, I, I got that impression also. But like, that's like the daughters of Ferrix are actually going to be supporting the rebellion. Well, it's not plural. It's just daughter of Ferrix. Right. So, and see, when I read that, I thought it was going to be a Bix-centric episode. That's mm -hmm. what I thought. I didn't yeah. think we are going to get so much and or, but... Yeah, one more episode. It's going to be Thanksgiving in the States. And we're going to see it uh, the day before. Yeah. And I was just actually uh, texting with uh, Ted uh, from uh, Countdown City Geekcast. And I oh, believe cool. I'm going to be on his show early that morning. I think he'll probably be there too. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, unfortunately, I'm off on that day. The day before Thanksgiving in the States. So. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, it it should be an interesting episode. We'll probably do a pre-show, post-show for um, 
the the season finale for Andor right. and and kind of get people's thoughts. And yeah, of course, you'll be invited. Um, I appreciate and it if if you're available, and uh, we'll probably have a whole bunch of people on hopefully. Nice. And uh, yeah, everyone will be off, and it'll. I'm I'm kind of interested to see how it's going to end, and how many surprises we're going to get in what that post credit yeah. scene is and to get people's thoughts, people's predictions. I kind of felt like Andor as a whole was going to be pretty solid. It and I, I think that's the case. I think everyone fundamentally agrees it's watching it, which is kind of the problem right now with, with <laughs> Andor that a lot of people yeah. aren't watching it. But as we spoke about before in previous podcasts, People are kind of waiting to binge the whole thing as well. Yep, absolutely. And I'm kind of waiting myself, to be honest. I mean, I'm watching it as it goes, but yeah. I, you know, as soon as it's done, well, maybe not as soon as, but you know, maybe a couple of weeks after that, uh, during the Christmas break, I'm, I'm definitely gonna do a rewatch, you know, uh, binge style. So again, I think it's actually gonna be better that way. Yeah, I might do it for Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving holiday. Watch every go. single episode, just back to back, all the way through, and see it as one big piece one big long form movie yeah and i'm thinking i'm gonna like it a whole lot more yeah i like I'll it now it. but i just don't like the whole like bite-sized 30 minute mm-hmm. episodes essentially it's something that I, I don't prefer but that's the way they want to release it and of course i might get more eyeballs with them releasing it on abc and fx and freeform and who yeah is. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm like, is it actually gonna hurt the show? Because those first two episodes, just on their own, right? I don't know if I can, you know, say that that would uh, hook people up to to try to watch the whole thing, right? Like, which I'm assuming is sort of, you know, their goal. Um, or you know, maybe they're just having to broadcast it so they meet some requirement for a nomination. Maybe I'm not too sure um how that works to be honest but uh yeah if it is to basically hook people on the show like you said i would release the first three episodes which is the first arc because uh, mm-hmm. those those first two and i said it before you know um those first two just on their own i you know it doesn't do anything like amazing for me yeah um, but yeah we'll see i mean uh, uh, it's gonna be interesting to see next week how the um how the reception is, uh, how the, how many actual views it gets on on uh, on those open channels. So, yeah, and I, yeah, you mentioned the whole Emmy consideration awards consideration thing. I don't think it really affects that, uh, but if you get more eyeballs on it, you get more people watching, more voters watching potentially, and True. maybe, I mean, I know those voters are already kind of pre-assigned and they know who's voting and they get screeners and everything, but. Right. It's uh, to hear other people talk about it, to have other people have access to it. I think that's a really good thing. And I think Disney Plus is still what, only $7.99? I mean, it's one of the cheaper streaming uh, I channels. I think so. So I would think out of all the streaming services, I think that would be one of the ones that most people have. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, you know, all of Marvel, all of Star Wars, that's those two are just on their own are pretty big pull. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's a pretty good lineup of stuff. And then of course you have Pixar and right. Disney Animation oh, yeah. and the National Geographic and Yeah, I, I don't see why everyone doesn't own that streaming service. Yeah. That's that's the age we live in. But yeah, that's that's everything that I had. Um was there anything else that you wanted to mention before we end the episode? Uh, no, I think uh, I think we're in for a ride for the last episode. I'm I'm hoping to see, of course, more action. Uh, I don't fully expect to be, I guess, uh, all the questions answered because you know we know there's a season two and and you know, they will build up on that for sure. But um, yeah, it's I think it's gonna be interesting to see if uh, we get um, how can I say it a little more more of uh, like you said a jump. You know, skip some steps ahead for for the rebellion. You know, so that we we see them maybe fight a little bit more openly. Um, but like I said, if nothing else, I think I think we're in for a ride, definitely. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind a cameo on that uh, on that end credit scene, which I think I'm gonna go look for right after this. <laughs> <laughs> you can yourself. So yeah, I mean, season two. I know we're kind of looking ahead. We're probably gonna do a lot of that for for episode twelve. But right, I mean, season two. I think we're all fully expecting more of Saw, K2SO, yeah, Krennic possibly, Tarkin possibly. Death Star construction stuff. Yeah, Yavin Four. I mean, a lot, a lot of the stuff that, and maybe, maybe the establishment of Yavin Four. Maybe yes, I mean, that would be pretty the whole cool. Genesis. That would, be, yeah, that would be really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And I think season two, it's going to ramp up. And every three episodes, going to be another twelve episode season. Every three episodes is going to be a year. Yep. So, yeah, we got year one with I think this season, then year right. two. Year three, year four, year four, five, year five, leading yeah. right up to Rogue One, right? And yeah, should be should be a lot of fun. So, General Kenobi, tell the people where they can find you. Sure thing. So, uh, main YouTube channel called General Kenobi's Bunker, uh, guys. We just passed five hundred subscribers on the channel. I just want to thank everybody uh, for their support, for their comments, for their likes. So, thank you, guys. We had a giveaway um, this this week. And uh, we had two winners on that. So uh, thanks again for everybody that has supported the channel. If you haven't checked it out yet, I would appreciate it if you swing by. We do a lot of toy hunting, toy reviews, obviously Star Wars based, uh, some reactions and some um, reviews on Star Wars content. Also, um, I am on Instagram as general.kenobis.bunker. Uh, I would appreciate it if you follow me there because that's actually where I post more often and post updates about the channel, about what I'm finding out there in terms of toy hunting, um, Star Wars news, all of that stuff. I am also on TikTok uh, as general underscore Kenobi's underscore bunker. And there I like to share, you know, some of the new figures that I've been getting, um, comparisons with older figures, opinions on the new, you know, releases, things like that. So again, I appreciate it if you guys follow me there as well. Yeah, definitely. I follow them, been following them. Awesome giveaways. Um, you can find us at Star Wars Stuff Podcast on Instagram, Star Wars Stuff Podcast, Twitter at Stuff Pod. You can find us on TikTok. Just search up Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Um, you can also uh, email us. Uh, we have a email, Star Wars Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Email us questions, comments, um, whatever you want to talk about. We're, we're here for you. And with that, my name is David. For General Kenobi, may the Force be with you. Always.